You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd say happy Friday, Kings fans, except for the fact that we lost. And, you know, I don't really feel like being happy right now. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Affenpato, also of Locked On NHL. I'm your host here today to break down whatever that was that happened in the Kings' first game of the season. Here's what happened. The Kings just let off the gas by the end of the game. They just kind of were like, let's just see what happens if we don't play super hard. Uh, The answer was that you lose. Let's rewind. Kings open their season at home against the Minnesota Wild, uh, a team that I honestly didn't know what to expect of uh, because there are, if you look at the predictions uh, for the, the standings for the end of the season, some people have the Wild in that fourth playoff spot. Some people have the Wild higher. They have them lower. Uh, it, no one knows what the Minnesota Wild are. Uh, and so I didn't really know entirely what to, what to expect. I also forgot who most of the people were on their team. So I wasn't, you know, expecting greatness from the Kings. And I mostly didn't get that. Uh, we got a team that looked a little rusty, a little slow, uh, a little discombobulated, But there is a little bit of a silver lining in that the Kings led at one point in this game three to one, and they looked like they had the whole thing wrapped up. But that is not what happened. As the game went on, as players got tired, as players just didn't press quite as hard as you would want them to press, uh, you see it all the time. This isn't unique to the Kings. All sorts of good teams kind of sit back on their heels after they get a lead and then surprise they have then lost the game the kings made it 3-1 almost at the end of the second period off of a dustin brown goal and then after that they had three unanswered goals the third period was all minnesota wild the kings got a little bit of momentum towards the end but weren't able to convert on it and then took a penalty at the very end of the game we'll talk about penalties a little later Uh, and then at the beginning of overtime we're still on the penalty kill and really never got the momentum at all in overtime because this game, of course, went to overtime. The first game of the season, I'm in a time zone that is two hours different from the Pacific uh, coast, and uh, I'm so tired right now. Overtime, why not? At least it didn't go to a shootout. Like that, I guess, is not bad. But Kings lose, they at least pick up a point. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll kind of chat about some of the things that I noticed other than, you know, the fact that they just sort of stopped playing after a while. Uh, first off, we'll talk about Jeff Carter and not just his magnificent hair, uh, which just surprises and pleases me. And I, I'm like, please keep this forever. This is great. Uh, but he looked like the Jeff Carter from a couple of years ago before he had whatever was going on that he needed to get corrected with the, the off-season surgery he had, before he had his leg lacerated a couple years ago, uh, he looked like a, you know, rejuvenated player. And, and he has been kind of open about the fact that not playing for basically 11 months uh, because he missed 
uh, the end of the season last year because of the injury that I eventually he had to get the, the surgery for, he looked totally different. Or like you like rewound the clock on last season, Jeff Carter, where you could see like he still has the skills. He still has the hands. He has the skating but like, you know, he's just a couple steps different because he is older now. You know, I jokingly tried to, to trade him to the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, the other day with uh, my Pierre-Luc Dubois trade special with uh, Locked on Blue Jackets host Jay Forster. I, I tried to trade him to Columbus, but if this is the Jeff Carter we're actually going to get, who opened scoring for the Kings, who looked effective all night long, and it wasn't just the sick flow that was, you know, maybe it was the hair that's driving him. This could be some real, like, Samson and Delilah stuff or whatever. We'll 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 ponder that. Uh, the hair maybe gives him power. I think that that's a good that's a good a good thing. I like that. Uh, but he looked like okay. So whenever I am you know talking about hockey to someone who is new to the hockey world, whenever I'm talking about uh, Jeff Carter and trying to explain why you know my sort of favorite hockey player on the team is not you know a elite. 20 year old a i always gravitate towards players who don't make me feel like i could have been a teen mom i i there's a play from jeff carter a couple of years ago that it's a play that he makes all the time but it was i believe in overtime against nashville and he just zooms into the zone waits 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 outweights uh pecorine and just roofs it and that's the jeff carter that is just like unstoppable for this team and if he can even get a, a fraction closer back to that, uh, I, the Kings are going to be have it's going to be great. And in this game, he looked he looked fast again. He looked like he was able to to keep up with the play, to be more flexible. Isn't the right word? That's not really what I'm looking for. To be more agile. Let's go with on his skates than he has been in years past. And, you know, not to make anything out of one game. I don't think that any of this is really meaningful because it is literally one game. Uh, but if he can continue that, if that's the player that we're actually getting this year, we actually will have <laughs> more exciting things happening up and down our lineup. Jeff Carter opens scoring uh, in at the end of the first period, also picks up an assist on uh, the second goal, uh, which was credited to Andreas Athanasiou, but it was all off the play, driven by Jeff Carter, where he drives to the net, shoots, and the rebound comes out, and it, it, it's a set play. One guy drives to the net, shoots, rebound, other guy gets it, puts it in. Uh, this one didn't entirely work out, I think, the way that they had intended it to. Uh, it worked out in that the puck sort of went off the skate of a Minnesota Wild player, and then Athanasiu kind of got a little bit of a stick on it to, to put it in. But still, the end result is the same in that the Kings scored a goal and took the lead of the game, which was excellent, which was everything that I had not expected was going to happen in, in this game. So having Jeff Carter figure in on two, the two, goal, two first goals of the Kings season uh, I, I think will go a long way to helping really ensure that the Kings actually do get depth scoring. And it's not just Andre Kopitar having to pull all of the weight uh, of everybody all the time. I've got some more feelings and observations from last night's unfortunate loss to the Minnesota Wild. But first, 
hockey season is now in full swing. Everyone, I think, has gotten their first games out of the way. Of course, hockey isn't the only thing going on in the sports world. We also have the NFL playoffs that are ongoing. Tom Brady did something. I don't know. Everyone's talking about him for reasons. The NBA, of course, is having lots of big news uh, because they actually make player trades. So we have all sorts of things happening in the sports world. And if you are into tracking all of that and perhaps making a wager or two to figure out, like, I don't know how many ball things Tom Brady's going to do, you can go do that online. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. If you were someone who, I don't know, was like trying to guess what day Kirill Kaprizov was going to get his first NHL goal or who he was going to get it against, or if you had the over-under on Jonathan Quick's save percentage, which started with an eight in this game, you could have maybe come home with some extra money if you made all the right choices. So don't sit on the bench anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, of course, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Other good things is Jonathan Quick. He takes a lot of crap from everyone. There, of course, are always the jokes about how many years are left on your goalie's contract. And I am sometimes the first person to criticize Jonathan Quick when he just, you know, gets off his game. But tonight he looked good. He looked like he had something to prove. Uh, I, I don't really know that the goals scored against him. Every goal a goalie wants back. But I, I don't know that looking at the stuff that was scored against him that I would be like, ah, yes, this was a soft goal by Jonathan Quick that he never should have let in. A lot of them, particularly the overtime goal, were because of breakdowns by the team in front of him. Uh, but if, if this is the Jonathan Quick we'll get, and if the defense in front of him could be just a little better, you know, maybe we'll, we'll be okay. Maybe a little bit, sort of. The defense in front of him, of course, is partially the problem. On tonight's uh, tonight's roster, there were two players who basically have hardly any NHL experience, Mikey Anderson and Kale Clegg. Uh, Olimata is new to the team. Mark Alt, bless his soul, is slow. Uh, and he took, uh, he took a penalty and played the least out of all of the defensemen, 11 minutes and 32 seconds. Drew Doughty, of course, played 29 minutes. Because he's Drew Doughty. Why wouldn't he? Uh, but I think the defense is a work in progress. It definitely made me miss Sean Walker, who is still out because of COVID stuff. I, I, didn't, I can't say I particularly missed Curtis McDermott, but, you know, he does provide a, a good physical presence. Uh, the Wild aren't particularly a team that I'm, you know, feeling like we need Curtis McDermott in the lineup, uh, but he'll get back here eventually. But I, I think that missing Sean Walker was also probably... Uh, not not a good thing uh, for the Kings there. You know, there were a couple of plays, and, and I saw a couple people kind of bring this up on Twitter of like, 
is Olimata going to be the guy that we dump on all year for not being great? And I don't, I don't think that that is necessarily true. I think that he is a player who most of the time you don't notice him because he's just playing a very boring, non-flashy, stay-at-home defenseman role. You don't notice him because he's not really impacting the play in a way that you're going to get excited about and, and are going to remember. The offensive wizard of Olumata that we saw in the playoffs with the Blackhawks, that's not actually who he is. Uh, it was very exciting to see him score a handful of goals uh, in the playoffs, but that, that's not the player that he is. Uh, but there were a few plays. Uh, one of the goals that was scored against, he basically kind of lost the puck behind the net and then didn't really get it out behind from behind the net in a super effective way. Uh, puck comes back out in front of the net. He just absolutely loses track of where it is. You can see him scrambling, turning around, trying to find out where the puck is because he's basically facing the wrong way. Uh, and then before he finds it, the puck is in the back of the net. So that stunk. That was not great. But, you know, I, I don't think that he is going to be the, like, I, I don't think that he is necessarily the reason why the Kings are going to be a lottery team again. Uh, but it just so happened that mm, that play wasn't so great. Didn't love it. But, you know, it's the first game. Whatever. Of the other forwards who stood out, aside from my, like, soliloquy on Jeff Carter, it was good to see... The guys who scored are all guys who I want to see scoring. We started out with Jeff Carter, again, opening scoring. Andreas Athanasiu uh, scored the King's second goal. Uh, he's someone who I think kind of needs to start the season with some confidence. And right now, I feel like scoring a goal in your first game, even if it's ugly, I think you, you know, can use that as motivation uh, for for you know, keeping up your performance and doing better. And so many of these guys talk about confidence uh, and, and confidence being what drives them. Um, you know, seeing him score in his first game, I think will sort of help propel him forward a little bit. Uh, the third goal from the Kings, it was eventually credited to Dustin Brown. It was his 300th goal of his career, uh, which is hilarious because it was a really ugly goal, but it was credited to him. Initially, though, it was given to Adrian Kempe, who somehow ended up not even getting a point on that play. Uh, the assists went to Ayafalo and Kopitar, and I, I really kind of want to rewatch that whole sequence to, to figure out why. But initially, we thought that it was Adrian Kempe's goal. And even though it isn't his, even though he did not even get a point on it, uh, he was a factor in the play for it. Uh, so... I would hope that maybe that could give him a little more confidence too. I think he's another guy who you want to see him start out the season strong. You don't want to see him go, you know, 30 games without a goal or something because uh, it just weighs on you. So I, I think that even though the goal wasn't his, that you still get a good feeling out of being a guy who helped make a play who which scored for your team. You know, we, we have the veterans. We have the new guy who has something to prove. Uh, we have sort of a younger player who's needing to take that next step up in responsibility and being uh, a, a good all-around player for the team. Uh, and, and those are guys who I want to see being active. Of the rest of the forwards, 
there weren't a lot that I really noticed. I did, I did notice Austin Wagner a lot, partially because every time I saw him, I was just like, you're not Alec Martinez. If you didn't notice, Wagner is now wearing number 27. We actually have a bunch of uh, recycled numbers because Gabe Velarde has moved to number 13. Athanasiu is number 22. If we want to throw it way back, uh, Mikey Anderson is number 44. Uh, so some Robin Regeer uh, feelings. Oli Mata's wearing number six. Uh, so we've got some Jake Muzzin feelings as well. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of numbers that I kind of had to give pause to. And I legitimately think I'm going to make a chart and just tape it up next to my computer or something. So I remember all of these number changes. But uh, I did notice Wagner a lot. Uh, I think he did have kind of one breakaway chance. And, you know, I, I wish that he had better hands and converted a little more than he did. In general, he kind of plays that like chaos agent sort of role on the team. So helping to disrupt plays and, you know, steal the puck and waste time with it. If he can keep doing that, like, that's cool. We've got more coming up after this. Don't forget to tune in on Monday because we're going to be previewing the upcoming game against the Colorado Avalanche, which I'm already afraid of. So don't go anywhere. Keep listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I did feel like I saw a couple of good chances for Alex Iafalo. He's credited just with two shots on goal, but he did seem to be kind of always around the net. So, you know, if he can continue that, if he can continue being someone who tries to make things happen, you know, eventually he'll start cashing in a little more. Unsurprisingly, uh, this is kind of how it always is. Jeff Carter led the team in shots with seven because that is who he is. And again, that's something I really want to see. I want to see him uh, leading the way in in being active in trying to make plays happen. Uh, Andre Kopitar had four. Adrian Kempe, Mike Amadio, Olimata all had three shots. Also Matt Roy. Uh, But Carter leading the way there on shots on goal. Overall, like it wasn't a terrible game. It was 40 minutes of a pretty good game and then about 24 minutes of mediocre game, which, you know, I guess you got to start somewhere. Uh, The the winning goal, by the way, I, I am apologizing now if I manifested this with yesterday's podcast, because on yesterday's show, uh, when we were talking with Janelle Mackey all about uh, the Minnesota Wild and what we should be expecting, we were talking about Kirill Kaprizov, and I told her that she may get to see his first goal sooner rather than later. I didn't think it was going to be the game winner. I thought that he would have just scored in like the first five minutes of the game, get it out of the way, and then we go from there. But that is not what happened. He ends up winning the game for the Kings. It was off of a play that I think seven times out of 10 would not have unfolded the same way, but it was just a mix up in the neutral zone. Dowdy kind of misses the assignment and gets turned around. Kopitar can't catch up quickly enough to do anything. Quick just doesn't make the stop. It was just not great all around for the Kings. And it was, it was a shame that that is how the game ended of just one big oops and then you're done. I guess that's the problem with overtime is 
you don't get a chance to come back from the oops. Overall, I didn't hate it. I, I wish that it was better. I wish that it was more consistent. I wish that uh, they did not kind of stop playing in the third period. But you can't win them all, I guess. Uh, so for the first game of the season, after not having played for 300 plus days, for integrating new guys into the team, I didn't hate it. I really didn't. And I think that if this is where we're starting, if you if you think that this is like the absolute worst that they're, that they're going to be because they're rusty, they're still learning how each other plays. You know, I watched it and I was like, this is basically preseason hockey. It was slow. It was sloppy. Passes aren't always connecting. Uh, it just wasn't what you expect out of, out of hockey because it's bad. No, no one has played hockey. We didn't have any exhibition games. We just had scrimmages against each other. You know, of course, you're not going to go balls to the wall, essentially, whenever you're like, well, I can't, you know, cream Andre Kopitar in, into the boards. He's my teammate and my captain. Like, can't do that. So I think that not even having real game situations to, to simulate uh, probably also did not make this any easier. But like, if, if this is kind of like the baseline for the Kings, I think it's going to be an interesting season. I think that they need to learn consistency, you know, maybe some conditioning issues to keep everyone playing the whole way through the game. But it's an interesting foundation. And I think we'll see even more when we play no offense to the Minnesota Wild, but when we play teams like Colorado and Vegas, Colorado's coming up next after this series. Uh, I think we'll learn a little more about the Kings then. I think the Wild are in that sort of in-between zone where they could make the playoffs or maybe they don't. Uh, but the real test will be the teams that we know are elite in this uh, division thing. But yeah, I don't hate it. It's a, it's a start. And for not having hockey for 10 months, I'm not going to complain about it. So... That's kind of my thoughts on uh, on this first Kings game. They are, of course, back in action for their uh, second game against the Minnesota Wild in this uh, two-game series. Because, of course, why? Of course, we're going to do it like that. Uh, they play on Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, so we'll get a chance to see uh, what exactly is going on there. There's not going to be much to preview because it's the same team we just saw, but. Uh, I might hit you up with a bonus pod on Sunday with some reactions to that game. So we maybe get some revenge against the Wild in a couple days. We'll see what happens. And that's kind of it. If you've got thoughts and feelings about this game that you want to share, if you observed something about the Wild that you want to talk about, or if you just have any kind of questions for me, like, lady, what's wrong with you? Or please stop talking about Jeff Carter's hair. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. But you can tweet at me on social media at Locked on LA Kings. I am, of course, going to be live tweeting games from there, sometimes serious, sometimes not. It depends on how the game goes. But find me on Twitter there. You can also find my own Twitter at Right Said Sarah. That's where the uh, slightly saucier takes go when I don't feel like putting them on the real official show Twitter. Uh, so you can also find me there as well. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. You can get it wherever you find your podcasts. So go and look it up in whatever app that you choose. Hit that subscribe button. And then when you're done, tell a friend all about the show because you've probably got a Kings fan who isn't listening to the show and that they should be. So go tell a friend, leave a rating or a review on your podcast site of choice to say how great we are and uh, come back maybe over the weekend for more news on, on the Kings and maybe they'll win one. Who knows? 
Until next time, this has been Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahem. <clears throat>